Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. We've been doing a testimony series, and really this is just an opportunity. We try to do this at least every other year, um, and honestly, we like to do it every year. It just gives you guys, uh, really, it gives the leaders a chance, and even some students who might say, hey man, like, I've got a testimony. I've got something that God's done in my life that I want to share. And it gives everybody a chance to kind of share that with everyone in Fusion. We think that's important. Um, and honestly, I said this last time. This is one of my favorite parts. This is one of my favorite times of the year in Fusion to just kind of hear what God's doing in y'all lives. Um, the upside to being a student pastor is I get to be in the lives of a lot of students. The downside to being a student pastor is I don't get to be in everybody's life as much as I would like to because there's only so many minutes and hours in a day and there's so many students. Um, but this helps me uh, to really get a good glimpse as to what's going on, you know, what God's doing. And, and so I'm just thankful for this time. So uh, last week and the week before, we had some students share. This week, uh, we'll have some students share as well. So first, we have, is it... Elijah, you up first? All right, brother. Grab the bat. Let's go. Come on. High hopes here, guys. Elijah's going to have a great one. Here you go. All right. Cool. Cool. Man, it actually does pick up from this far away from my face. This sounds weird. How's it going, guys? We're going good. Okay, so I'm going to just kind of jump right into it because I don't really know where to start. Okay, and this is where we're going to start today. So, back for as long as I remember, I remember growing up into a household where I had a whole bunch of siblings. I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but I had. I have eight siblings, not including me, to where I have nine now, but I also have two adopted siblings, to where that makes it 11. But I also had a sister that had three kids, but they all stayed at my parents' house. So, you can do the math yourself. It's just a lot, okay? And then I had another another sister recently that just had two kids. So there's always a whole bunch of people in my household all the time in my parents' house. So back whenever I was probably like 11 years old, I remember just thinking that uh, it was I was always feeling burdened at my own house, right? And it felt felt weird because your house is supposed to be a place where you go to feel comfort, right? Where you feel like it's supposed to be your household where you're supposed to go there and you're not supposed to worry about anybody else. You're not supposed to worry about the people. Like, you're, you're, you're more like, okay, that's when you come to your thoughts. And that's when, that's, when you, uh, that's when you have your time, right? Okay, so I feel like I'm really loud. Am I not, am I not that loud? Okay, okay, I'm actually quiet. Yeah, it sounds weird. Okay, so yeah. So whenever I was younger, I had all these people going in and out. But I remember my parents being so set on allowing people to come in and outside of the house because that's what they thought their ministry was, which that's fine. You know, that's, that's great. You give them like a place to live. I mean, some some people. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, they're the type of people that you'd see on the side of the road. Uh the type of people that you'd be like, oh my goodness, I hope you never end up like that. I'm just saying, like, it's kind of bad. Okay, um, so they'd let them inside the house, and we'd, like, minister to them, and my parents would. And it got to the point where that was becoming more of a priority than ministering to their own kids, 
you know what I mean? It's where there was a point in my life where I kind of went wayward because I didn't grow up in church. I kind of went back and forth between so many because my parents weren't didn't have a great foundation. They didn't grow anybody up. Like, they didn't raise anybody from my family from a good foundation. Everybody was always moving. It was it was very hectic. Okay? So, I forgot where I was. Um, okay. So, saying that, I kind of went wayward. I went down a path where I just wanted to be just like my older brother. Right? And my older brother was this guy that just hung out with his football buddies, went to school, uh, you know, he did a lot of things that a lot of people probably, I mean, a lot of people do do today, but he, he did drugs, he drank, he would vandalize things, he'd steal things from like gas stations and stuff because he couldn't afford it, he didn't work, he was kind of like your average day bump, if you know what I mean, right? And I was like, dude, I want to be just like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that's not how that went, I wanted to be exactly like him, right? I wanted to grow up. I wanted to follow behind his footsteps. I wanted to become a football player. I wanted to get my group of friends. And I wanted to just smoke pot and drink, right? I wanted to just kind of live like a chillax, bum lifestyle. But uh, eventually, I kind of was following his footsteps. But at the same time, he was very resentful of me, if you know what I mean. He was very resentful of the fact that he had a brother. And very resentful of the fact that he had somebody that wanted to follow under him. Somebody that wanted to take his footsteps. So, for me, I was like, why don't you want to hang out? Like, why can't I go hang out with you? Why can't I come with you and your friends? And he was like, no, just stay home or whatever. So, it got so bad to the point that I just wanted to hang out with my brother. That I'd like, I'd buy drugs for us to hang out. For us to go hang out and do. So, I'd buy pot, and I'd be like, Jonah, can I hang out with you? He'd be like, no, dude, we're going to do some other stuff. I was like, all right, but I got weed. He's like, oh, shoot, all right. And I was like, okay, so we'd go hang out. We'd go hang out. It'd be like 3 o'clock in the morning. We're at his friend's house, right? And I mean, that's what you call the uh, trap house, basically. I don't know if y'all know what that is. But a trap house, that's basically what it was for a whole bunch of white bumps. So we were there, and I just vaguely remember, like, I was stoned. I was high, dude. I was just laying there. And I remember, like, going up to my brother and, like, asking for a cigarette. And I went to go sit outside by myself. I just thought I was so cool. And I had my hoodie on. I thought I was going through some deep stuff. But I was actually putting myself in the situation. And this was kind of one of my first experiences with, I say it was God, which I'm most, like, I'm positive that it was. So I remember being outside. I remember just kind of gathering my thoughts and then like being clear minded, even though I was still in the middle of doing all that stuff, being clear minded, like, dude, what am I doing? Like, oh my gosh, I mean, a whole bunch of trash right now. I'm hanging out with my older brother and his friends and like, there are a whole bunch of bums. I don't want to do that. So I was like, okay, dude, Jonah, take me home. I don't want to be here. He was like, no, dude, I'm, I'm staying the night. And I was like, dude, are you serious? So like, let's say the trap house was like, a couple of miles away from my house at the time. So like, I was like, shoot, if you're not going to take me, I'm going to walk. So I walked. I walked to my house. So I eventually get there. My mom was like, Elijah, where were you? I'm like, uh, I was hanging out with Jonah and his friends. Uh, this time it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. I already woke her up and she's mad or whatever. I was praying and then I was like, dude, please don't let anybody walk out here. I was like, I was red face and stuff. 
And I was like, I'm hanging with Jonah and his friends. And she was like, okay, dude. So she got upset that I walked home. Not even the fact that I was like stoned or the fact that I was like tripping over my own feet and stuff like that. But I still made it there. Thank God I didn't die. You know, that would have sucked. But, um, so I still, I got there. I remember her being mad that I walked home. Not even the fact that I was tripping. You know what I mean? So that stayed with me for the rest of my life, pretty much. But let's say like a couple years passed by and I'm, let's say 14, I'm 14. And this was like my freshman year of football. I was still doing some of the stuff. I was still doing like, I still wanted to hang out with my brother because it was his senior year of football. I wanted to hang out with him. I want to do as much as I can with him, right? I kind of forgot about that time. And about this time in my life, I just wanted to be exactly like him. Again, I just had this urge to like, I don't know if you ever had the urge to like want to mimic somebody or like you're, whenever you think of somebody that you want to be like, you think of that one person. And I know, I don't know if any of y'all have that, but I know that most of you do. So I wanted to be just like my brother. Led me into a hole again. So eventually I cleaned myself up. I remember going to church here whenever I was 15, a year passed, right? I was kind of not, I was not doing the same stuff, but I was still in between two different lifestyles, I guess, as you could say. I was in between two different lifestyles of like not doing any of it and hating it and lying to people and being like, no, I don't do all that crap. That's for bums. You know, I was the bum. And like later that night, I go hang out with my older brother or I'd go to his girlfriend's house or something like that. And we just hang out. So next thing you know, I find myself so stuck in a pit of lies and so stuck in a hole that I can't get myself out of that the only thing I want is clarity, right? I just want to, I just want to be able to see like clear, like I just want to see what I want. I want to see like what my future is because at the time I was I never struggled with like depression or suicidal anything or anything like that. I just was so curious about the next thing that was coming, but I just got tired of my lifestyle. I got tired of it. I got so tired of just doing the same old bumish thing. And there was this time I went to church and I was super shy. I didn't like to talk in front of anybody. I didn't like to talk to people. I was shy. I went with this one of my friends. Um, I went to church. So, sorry. Um, I went to church and there was these people that come up to me and be like, oh, what's up? How's it going? What's your name and stuff? And I'm like, oh, yeah, keep my head down the whole time. No eye contact. Probably most like the most disrespectful thing now that I can think of. And I was like, dude, I swear I didn't look that guy in the eye one time. I'm looking back at it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'll leave church and I'll be like this whole different person. I'll have like big energy like I am now. Right. And my friend's like, why aren't you like that at church? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, shoot, it's weird there. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and later on, it got to the point where uh, it got to the point where I kind of got close to these people to an extent. And I got to know him. This was like the first year of me going to church here. I wasn't super close, but I was close enough to be like, to tell them like what I was going through, I guess. I wasn't like, oh, I'll call you at like three o'clock in the morning, but I'll be able to tell you like, yeah, I do this, this, and this outside of church. Cause I knew like, I knew enough that church was a place that they would, it was a healthy judgment, if you know what I mean. 
it wasn't a bashful judgment. It was kind of it was kind of this feeling where I thought like, man, I could tell these people this, and they're not going to be like, oh my goodness, did you figure out like, did you hear about this or did did you hear about what this kid did or anything like that? They weren't going to go spread it. They had their mouths shut. You know what I mean? So about like my second year going to church here, I kind of I'm still in the middle of going back and forth. You know, I'm still like doing that and going between the two lifestyles, like between like not being healthy and being like the best I can. And I still felt like I had scales on my eyes. You know what I mean? Where like, I knew where other people, like I understood that other people wanted me to go somewhere, but I just didn't know if that's where I wanted to go. I didn't know if that's where God wanted me to go. So at the same time, I got invited to a worship night here at church, right? It was, I was like, shoot. I don't even know what worship is. Like, I've been there long enough to understand, like, I know what worship is, but I understood, like, I didn't really worship. I was that guy that stood there like this while everybody was on their knees and stuff. So, oh, my God. So, <laughs> so I, I kind of felt awkward going to, like, worship nights and stuff. And I felt awkward, like, that beginning part of church where it was worship. And I didn't really like it. I didn't like worship. You know what? I really didn't. So I said no, right? And they went or whatever. And then I remember like later that night, I remember going up to my mom and I was like, dude, mom, they're having this worship night at church. And like, I really want to go. And I was like, she was like, huh? Like, yeah, I just really, really, really want to go. And she was like, okay. So they, they let me go. So I remember going to church with two other people. It was my two adopted brothers that I was talking about earlier. And they eventually dipped. They left. I was like, oh, okay, now I'm by myself. Except for my friend. That person was there. And I remember going and sitting inside worship for the first, like, two songs. It, like, just started, but it was, like, the first song I just started. So I remember going there and sitting in there for, like, the first two songs. And I remember just being awkward. I remember feeling weird, right? And I still wanted this clarity. I wanted clarity. I wanted to be able to see. You know what I mean? I wanted to just be like, like, I was like asking God at the time. I was like, dude, I just want to see the future. But I didn't have like a prayer life enough to be able for him to speak to me. Right. Like I wanted him to speak to me. I was craving that. But I didn't know how to get him to. I didn't know how to get for him to be able to tell me and be like, Elijah, you're going to go and preach on a Wednesday night. OK. And I was like, oh, shoot. You know what, dude? No, I'm not. <laughs> so later on, I figured out that this is what I'm doing. But I wanted it. I wanted the craving. I had scales in my eyes. I just wanted gone. You know, like, if you've ever seen a blind person's eyes and you've seen how they're foggy, that's how I felt like my eyes were. But at the same time, at the same time, I could see. Like, I could see physically, but mentally and spiritually, I couldn't see at all. Right? I didn't know where I was. I didn't I didn't know where I wanted to be either. So I remember going to this worship night, just sitting there for, like, the first two songs. Somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, how you doing, man? I'm like, oh, what's going on, man? I'm like, I'm, no, I'm like, how's it going? He's like, oh, dude, you doing good? I was like, yeah, I'm doing good. And then he just left. I was like, oh, very cool. He stood there like for a couple of seconds, and the person just left. I was like, okay, cool. So I remember like kind of looking around. I see everybody with their hands up, right? And I'm like, shoot. Okay, so I put my hands up, right? Not thinking like a physical slash spiritual thing is going to come. Like, you know how, like, I don't know if you've ever been a little kid and you're like, oh, I'm going to raise my hands. But like, at the same time, you know, like, it's not going to do anything if you really believe in it. 
right? Kind of, kind of, sort of, maybe not. I don't know. Probably not. Um, that's just me. Uh, so I remember sitting there and I was like, okay, I'm gonna raise my hands. I'm gonna pray. So I remember praying. I remember praying to God. I was like, God. I was like, the whole, the whole same. If it's, if you're real, right? The whole same thing. The same thing that everybody says. If it's real, I was like, God. If you're real, if you're my father. At this time, I had struggling. I was struggling with issues with my my brother. Like I was saying in the past, like he resented me. And then my dad was always busy with all the other people that was coming through my house, and they brought in all that dirty stuff. Right. So I remember saying, God, if you're real, and you really love me, show me. I remember saying that. I said, God, if you're my father, like my father, like, like, I don't even know, like. If you were the father that my dad could have been, I want you. If you're the father in my thoughts that I wish that my dad could have been or my brother could have been, if you're that father and that brother figure that I wanted, show me. And I remember sitting there, I remember praying, I remember praying, and I just remember like sitting down and feeling like a sense of regret from everything that I did, dude, everything, every little thing, it just all came back to mind where I was like, oh my gosh, like, what did I do? What did I do? What am I doing with my life? Like, I don't understand. I, I, I was so mixed and lost. I was so blind. I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. I, I just wanted to see. That's the only thing I wanted to do. I wanted to see. I wanted to see what was next, right? So I'm sitting there. Worship's coming. And I remember it was like uh, some people came up. It was like they had some pastors that come up and down and they'd like say something from different churches from the community. They'd come up and they'd say something and, and then they'd go on with worship. It was like an all-nighter thing. This thing was going on for a while. So so one guy comes up and it was like, all right, so right before our last song, I was like, dude, last song? But the clock's like, it's like 10-something. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's late. So I didn't do school or anything. I forgot to bring that up earlier, but it's fine. That's for another day. Um, so this pastor walked up and he was like, right before our last song, and he said, blah, blah, blah. I forgot what he said. It had nothing to do with what was coming up next. This last song come, came on, and it was like people just redundantly saying, I love you, Father, just as like a rift at the end of a song, if you know what I mean. And they were like, I love you, Father. Everybody, like in the whole church, and the person that was singing was like, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father. And they were just so adamant and so into like him being their father and him them knowing that he is your father that I was like, oh my gosh, I want that. And I sat there and I just repeated the same thing. I repeated the same thing. And I felt something that night that will never leave me ever a day in my life. I remember feeling, I felt the ability to see. You know what I mean? I was spiritually clear, not for my future, but for for what I was in right then, if you know what I mean. I was spiritually clear. I, I was able to leave that place of resentment and leave that place of regret and leave that place of of hatred, I guess, if you know what I mean. <laughs> leave that bum. <laughs> I remember sitting there and I was so adamant on him being my father. So adamant on it. I just kept repeating the same thing, repeating the same thing. I was blessed with clarity and that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. I don't think after that day, I don't think I've ever been that shy person ever again. I've always been at least a little bit willing to do whatever, 
Um, I've always been the person that I've kind of grown into myself slowly, but at the same time, I look back at who I was and I was like, I would have never done that. I would have never stood up here. I would have never spoke. I would have never, I would have never talked in front of anybody. Really. I really wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have even introduced myself to someone I didn't know. I really wouldn't. Whenever I was younger, I, I really remember asking my sister to go up to the counter at McDonald's and be like, hey, can you go get me some sauce? Just because I was shy. Just because I, just because, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Just because I really couldn't. Just because physically, I would get sick. I'd get nervous. I'd look down. I just wouldn't talk to anybody. That left me that day, I promise you. It's not in me at all, okay? I had this, I know people say like older people have wisdom. That is true. But I also believe that younger people can have wisdom too. Younger people can have wisdom. Like my nieces and my nephews, they can have wisdom. My brothers and my sisters, they can have wisdom. Yeah, do they know it? We don't know. I don't know if they know it. But I know that they do. That that they know it. So I had this clarity and this feeling and this spiritual fulfillment of God that I was like, oh my gosh. It was like just this rush that just hit me. I was like, it wasn't a physical rush, but it was a spiritual rush that like overwhelmed my heart to the point where I was content with who I was and I didn't want it to leave. I was like, Jesus, I love you. You're my father. I kept repeating the same thing after it was over. I was like, oh my goodness. I walked back outside. Everybody left. My parents didn't come pick me up. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> my parents didn't come pick me up. So they lived off of Dulles, off of Omega, which is right down there. I didn't really want to walk. So I called them I'm like, hey, can you come give me a ride? They're like, yeah. So while I'm sitting there, I'm outside by myself. And I like look up the stars. And now this is something that I do like every, every so often, ever so often. I look up at the stars and I'm like, oh my gosh, because I live in Dusan. This guy is clear at night. You see the moon, you see all the stars, you see the little dipper, the big dipper, the boudin spoon, whatever the heck, gumbo spoon. I don't know. Um, so I remember just looking up. I remember thinking, thank you, Jesus. I just thought I thanked him for everything that he gave me that night. Everything that I was blessed with, everything that I was like, everything that I like desired. Because he'll give you the desires of your heart. You just have to crave it that much. You know what I mean? Like you have to want it. You have to go after it. He's not just, you're not just going to be able to sit back here and be like, dude, I want that cookie, but I'm too lazy to go get it. He's not just going to hand it to you. You're going to have to take the first step and the second step, move your hand and grab it. Right? I had to take the first step in a church. The second step into believing that he was that he was God. That like there there is no doubt about it, that he was God. And I had to take the third step to declaring that he was and knowing that he was. And then now that I do know that he was, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt. Like I am literally so adamant that like after I die, after I leave this earth, I'm going to heaven. That Everything that I do on earth, everything will be brought to me when I'm up there, okay? And that's a scary thought, okay? I'm going to be completely honest. That's really scary, okay? Because, like, everybody does their things that, like, they don't really want to do in front of people. That's a scary thought to be able to go up there and God's going to be like, shoot, you've been doing some stuff, dude. I'm like, yeah, you're right, okay? But I just want to leave you all with something 
Okay, I'm almost done. I just want to leave you all with like this little word I kind of found. I didn't find it by myself. I looked up uh, clarity of scripture verses just to let you all know. So um, it's Paul's prayer for spiritual wisdom. You know what I mean? I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read this whole part. It says, asking God, the glorious Father of all Lord Jesus Christ, to give, you, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people. I'm done. I don't know. I'm done, guys. I don't know the next person. Yeah, it's going for you, buddy. Um, so uh, what, what Elijah was saying, it's so cool, again, to be able to hear um, backstories of things. And so how, how many of you were here when Elijah first started coming to Fusion, right? And so what's cool, it's like me and Jonathan have talked about this before. Sometimes, like, people, when people give their life to Christ or when people have an encounter with Jesus— it's it happens over a course of time, and um, I you know sometimes I mean I, I'm thinking of somebody in my mind right now that salvation was like a process to them, and it, it took them years. And um, but then sometimes you'll see like a person test the waters and 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 check God out a little bit to kind of see what's up with with all this church stuff, but then bang, something happens, and they're like a different person, right? Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Well, um, I never heard that the detail of, uh, of how Elijah you know, gave his life to Christ and got saved, but I do remember it was like one week talking to Jonathan being like, man, that dude's different. He used to never like, I used to try to go talk with that dude. He wouldn't talk to me. Like I would be like, hey, what's up, man? Just kind of give me like the nod, and I'm like, oh, all right. And then next thing you know, bang! Like he's bouncing around talking to all these people, you know. And it's so crazy to hear the backstory now, because like I didn't know that's exactly what happened, but I saw the fruit of it. And uh, there's a scripture that uh, when he was talking came to my mind. It's Second Corinthians five seventeen. I'll read a couple different translations because it really covers the base. But it's this, it says, uh, in the NIV, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. I like the way another one says um, in the NLT, it says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. And so a lot of times when people give their life to Jesus, you'll see that. You'll see like, man... That's a different person. Something that he said was, man, I couldn't imagine myself doing some of those things. Man, I'm telling you, when, when you have that type of an experience with God, you hear that a lot. Um, I've, I've heard the same thing. You know, people say, like from, from before I got saved, like, what are you doing now? I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm a pastor. And people are like, what? They trust you over there? And I'm like, I know it's crazy, but yeah, you know, and then people now will say, man, I can't believe that you would be doing all that stuff. It's just, you really are just a new person from the inside out. Um, so Elijah, thanks for sharing all that, man. You did a great job. Um, so listen, uh, if you would stand with me, every time someone gives a testimony, I share this 
I share this with the last couple, and I share this every time. Man, it's it, it's never going to be a rushed thing. It's uh, I, I don't want a detail to go missing. And so, um, if you would do me a favor, uh, would you would you bow your heads with me? Um, and I want you to just think about your relationship with God. You know, everybody has a testimony and, and is meant to have more than one testimony with God. Really, that means everybody's meant to have a life-changing, an initial life-changing experience with Jesus, but it's supposed to be followed by other life-changing experiences with Jesus. And so we're going to pray this every week. Even next week, I'm going to try to remember to pray this. So, so that we're just building up prayer here. But you're, you're in here for sure in a few of these places. Either one, you never had one life-changing life encounter with Jesus before. You've never had that initial one. And to be honest, you got to want it. I can't want it for you. Something you got to want. And the truth is, people wanted it for me before I ever had it. And it, and it didn't matter. <laughs> I had to want it. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're in seat number one, if you will. And you, you got to want that life-changing, that first life-changing experience with Jesus. Well, everybody's ha- uh, head is bowed and everybody's eyes are closed. But I just, if that is you, then if tonight's the night that you say, man, you know what? I want that life-changing experience with Jesus. It's on you. If that is you, I just want to tell you, man, just slip your hand up. I'm not going to call you up here. See your hand. And if you mean it from your heart, I see it. See your hand. If you mean it from your heart, for those of you that raised your hands, we all going to pray together. Just like you got to want it, you got to mean it. And, and when you pray it, the power is in your words and if they match your heart. And man, if, if, if your heart wants it, if you're serious, and if you confess this stuff, if you say this stuff with your mouth, then your life will change. Hands down. And so if you would, everybody, if you would just pray with me and just repeat after me, Lord Jesus. Just repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart. I want you to look into my heart. See if there's any way in my heart that's not your way. Would you take that out? And would you come to live in my heart? Would you forgive me of my sins? I believe you died for my sins. And I believe you did that to save me. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. If you just prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, I'm telling you, it's not just me telling you anymore. It's all these testimonies you've heard. Jesus is going to change your life. It is never going to be the same. Now, for the rest of you who maybe you're in a different seat, maybe you say, I have had that initial experience with God, but I don't want just one. I want another one. I want another experience with God. I don't want this to be a one and done thing. I don't want this to be something I talk about when I'm 30 and say, yeah, one time 10 years ago, this happened. To be honest with you, if that's the case, you might not make it as a Christian till you're 30. We're not meant to live like that. Like that's that's dumbed down church. We're not meant to get saved once and then, whoop, that was cool. We're supposed to have stories with God. And you're supposed to want them. 
And if, if you hear testimonies and you say, well, I don't have all them stories, that should frustrate you. I hope it does. Because when I get frustrated, I start chasing after another one. And that's where my motivation comes from. So maybe you're in here and you say, look, I've, I've had that initial experience with God, but Lord, I want another one. If that's you, just slip your hand up. And I just want to pray for you. So this is if you want another experience with the Lord. Raise your hand. So you, okay. So just so you know, like, I want another experience with God. Like, that's, that's a, if you're a Christian, your hand ought to be up. Let's just pray if you just bow your heads with me. Jesus, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to live a Christian life just for the sake of calling myself a Christian. And and those with their hands up, they don't want that either. And Lord, you're a God of experiences. All through your word, you constantly have experiences with the people that follow you. Christianity is so much more than a title. It's an experience. It's a lifestyle. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would give me a fresh experience with you. Give all of us a fresh experience with you. Not just a sensation, not just a feel-good time to say, man, I, whoo, man, I felt the Lord. That's great. We, we need that. But, Lord, we, wanna, we want a story to tell. We want something to point back at and say, man, God was not just here then, but, man, he showed up here, and he showed up here. We want stories to be able to tell other people. God, we want to just build friendships with you, relationship with you that's ongoing. And so, Lord, I just pray for opportunities to build that. God, give us all an open door. Lord, break any religion off of us. Lord, I just speak against a religious spirit, a religious spirit that says, cross these T's and dot these I's, and that makes me a Christian. I come against that in the name of Jesus, and I break that off of anybody right now in Jesus' name. It don't have any place here. And Lord, we want to walk with you just like people did in in, in the Bible, just like people do today. Holy Spirit, we want to walk with you. We want you to convict us where we need conviction. We want you to correct us where we need correction. We want you to encourage us where we need encouragement. And Lord, we want to see miraculous things happen in our life. And Lord, we just thank you that testimonies aren't just for the past. They're for the present and they're for the future. And God, we look forward to speaking of your goodness and talking about what you're doing in our lives now and in the future. And we just submit all of that to you in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, before we leave, God, I just bless, or as we leave, I just bless every person here. Your word says that you give us the power to bless people on earth. And God, anything that we would bless, you bless. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I bless every student. I bless every person in here in the name of Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.